Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. For Panther fans who want to keep pounding. For the ones who want an inside look at the vault. This is this 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 is views from Midstream. Now, here's your host, Lonzo Wrightsell and Rob Brown. You're listening to the Views from Bitch Street podcast, wherever major podcasts are found on Spotify, on Stitcher, on iTunes, on Google Play. No sense doing anything. But jumping straight into it, ladies and gentlemen, after a dismal 1-4 start to the season, it was broken just a few minutes ago that Matt Rule has been released, uh, released, relieved of his duties. I was combining multi. I just, listen, the news came out of nowhere. It caught me a little bit by surprise right in the middle of our show, so we're still trying to kind of catch up and stay on top of everything. Matt Rule relieved of his duties as the head coach of the Carolina Panthers after a 1-4 start to this year's campaign. He will end his tenure in Charlotte with an overall record of 11-27. Steve Wilkes, the defensive pass game coordinator, will move up into the interim head coaching job. And I think it is more than fair to say, Lonzo, that... The writing seemed on the wall for a while. I thought perhaps Matt Rule might be given until a little bit closer to the middle of the season before he got taken out of this job. But on Sunday, when the cameras panned around the bank and it looked like a lightly attended San Francisco 49ers home game at Bank of America Stadium, I think it became pretty evident that this had to be done. And after that dismal performance, there really was no point in waiting three or four or five more weeks. The Panthers get to start their search moving forward. Matt Rule gets to go polish up his interview skills to get ready to go try out for that Nebraska job. It just was the right call at the right time. No sense in putting it off any further. So in the immortal words of a CEO of a used to be a CEO of a company that some of you and most of you have heard of before and pretend like you don't know, Matt Rule, you're fired. Had to be. Had to be. It was was the right time. I I couldn't do it justice because I'd lose my voice. So. And it's Monday. Not, yeah, not really surprised. Um, maybe maybe surprised that it didn't happen immediately after the game yesterday because there was a chance that uh, if they were competitive yesterday, which they were for the first half, 
then things went another way with other injuries and, and things like that. There's a chance maybe he survived another game. I don't know if this is the right move, the wrong move, but it's the move they made. He was going to be gone eventually. I don't know that, that doing it now makes that much sense, but it's done. You know, I, the reason I thought there was a chance that Matt Rule might be given at least half the season to get everything worked out is because for the first three games, the Panthers were competitive, right? They go up against the Browns team. They lose on a walk-off field goal. This is a Browns team that, yes, they are 2-3. and three. No, they're not good. But they, A, have Jacoby Brissett as their starting quarterback, and B, at 2-3, and three, are wildly be are wildly being labeled uh, a disappointing team at two and three, right? Like they, they are being called disappointing by the media. Then they go up against the Giants. They get walked off by a field goal again. Well, what have the Giants done since then? They're four and one. They just beat the Green Bay Packers this weekend. So I thought, you know, the the, the Browns are two and three, and they're being called disappointed or, or disappointing. The Giants were four and one. We beat the Saints. The Saints turned around and beat the Seahawks yesterday. Uh, but then the Cardinals game happened. And if you get if you get walked off by a 4-1 and Giants team, it's like, ah, it's a bummer, but hey, it's a 4-1 and Giants team. You got beat by the Arizona Cardinals. In a game that the later the game went on, the less competitive you became. And it was just bad. Then you turn around, and again, Losing to San Francisco with Jimmy Garoppolo as a quarterback in and of itself would not be the end of the world if it was competitive. But you had the same story. You had an okay start. You got to the locker room at halftime. The Niners made their adjustments, and they came out, and they just kicked our butts up and down the field during the entire second half. It's not just that the Panthers are 1-4. and four. Right, Because if you're competitive against Arizona and San Francisco, if those are both field goal games, you're probably like, all right, well, we're competitive. And being competitive is the next step towards getting some of these three-point walk-offs to turn into three-point wins. But the last two games against a very mid-Arizona team and against a good but certainly not great 49ers team, we just got worked over and that brings our record to what is it when they score 17 points or more one and all the rest of them under Matt rule that's what yeah. it was yeah so before him not so much but yeah under Matt rule that was that was the record um you know it's so disappointing watching the game yesterday and and you see things and you're like okay they're doing that better they're doing that better okay there was a major problem, no Frankie Louvu on defense, and then you lost J.C. Horn later on in the game. But the offense looked like they might be able to do something. Baker didn't look as bad as he had been looking, and then he hurt his foot, and the second half, things went downhill. And you could start to see a look of, uh, of I need to pack my bags or get ready to pack my bags in Matt Rule's eyes. Yeah, like I said, I, I think there was – I expected him to make it to the halfway point of the season. And I thought that is where Tepper has to make a decision when they get to the halfway point of the season. But you've been uncompetitive in the last two. You're one in four. You lost to the Browns. And even if they are considered disappointing at two and three, it's still a two and three team. What did Jimmy Johnson say? You are what your record says that you are. They're two and three. 
and they beat us. A loss to the 4-1 Giants is not the end of the world, uh, but the Giants are also, the thir- even at 4-1, the third best team in their division at this point. It's a good division. The NFC East looks real good right now, but they're the third best team in their division. Uh, And then two okay NFC squads come to town. You beat the Saints, and that's good, but the Saints just won their second game, right? I mean, they just won their second game, so it's not a a great win by any stretch. I thought he was going to make – and there is a part of me that kind of wonders – after Nebraska fired their coach, after Wisconsin fired their coach, with Auburn rapidly moving towards firing their coach, it is going to be a relatively lucrative job market for college football coaches this upcoming offseason. I don't wonder a little bit, I should say I do wonder a little bit, if Matt Rule didn't go to Tep and go look. Panthers fans are unhappy. I am sure that for Matt Rule, it gets old sitting on the field and hearing the fire rule chance break out, right? I got to wonder if he was looking and going, all right, they want me out. Tap, you know you want me out. There is tens of millions of dollars to be made going back to the college ranks right now. And we're going to talk about Matt Rule's buyout here in a minute. But tens of millions of dollars to be made, if not hundreds of millions of dollars, if I go and negotiate with the right team at the right time in the college ranks, Tep, it's time for me to go. Just go ahead and pull the string. Yeah, I'm not buying that. I, I'm not buying I, I I don't think you go up to, to your boss and go, I know you're not happy with me, so why don't you just go ahead and fire me so I can get another job? When that boss knows that he's going to, if he lets you go, he's going to have to pay you a bunch of money to not work. Well, here's I the just thing. said there's no way that's... There's a complicating factor here. And the complicating factor here is that Matt Rule is owed $40 million, north of $40 million by the Carolina Panthers. But in that buyout clause that Matt Rule has in his contract, and I just found this out like right before we pushed record on this pod, In that buyout clause, there is a secondary clause that says the Panthers will be let off the hook based on future earnings from Matt Rule. So if Matt Rule was to go to Wisconsin or Nebraska or Auburn or Temple or Baylor or wherever and get a job, whatever he makes at that job would actually come off of the Panthers buyout. So, Matt Rule has two options. Number one, he can sit around unemployed for the next four years and make $10 million a year for a little R&R, or he can go negotiate a lower contract with a school and get, you know, 10, 20, 25, 30% of his salary paid by the school and the rest paid by the Panthers. Or he can go get a Nebraska job or a Wisconsin job, a place that will pay him $75 million for a five-year contract and just walk away from the Panthers scot-free and clear. He will likely make more money If he takes over as the head coach at Nebraska or Wisconsin, or maybe Auburn if they get rid of Brian Harson, he will make more money from that school than the buyout from the Panthers pays him, or he can just be unemployed and make $40 million over the next four years. If he's got the opportunity to go back to the college level, where he's more comfortable, where he was very clearly a better coach and competitor at, and make more money than he is making to not be the head coach of the Carolina Panthers, then that would make sense for me 
if Matt Rule already had contact with Nebraska or Wisconsin, if he already knew that he was a front runner for a Big Ten job that was going to pay him, you know, Nick Saban caliber amount of money, if he knows he's got a job lined up that's going to give him five years at $65 million, that job is more than the buyout from the Panthers. Then, in my opinion, it would make sense for him to go, Tep, the fans don't want me here, you don't want me here, and I can go make $25 million more being a better coach somewhere else. Hasta la vista. All right, everything you said made perfect sense, but I still not buy. I just don't. I just I, I can't see someone going into their boss and say, we both know I'm a failure. Look at me. It's, I'm not doing you guys any good. I can save you money if you let me go now because I can go to another place. Don't you want to do that? Just go ahead and get rid of me now. I just don't see him doing that. I think this is respectfully one of those times that – you look at it and go, I can't see myself doing that. Therefore, I can't see anybody else doing but isn't it. But that, isn't that speculation? When most people speculate, they put themselves yeah, in we, that position. That's what we're doing. We're speculating, of course. I absolutely can see situations where if somebody came to me and said, hey, I'm going to pay you more money to come here, right? It's just quitting. It's leaving for a better job. That's what Matt Rule is. If, 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 and by the way. Which he didn't quit. He got fired. So, I mean, it doesn't mean that that wasn't negotiated behind the scenes. By the way, because keep in mind, the other thing that this does, and the reason it makes sense, and I, nobody knows as of right now, it is 1226 on Monday afternoon. Nobody knows right now if this is what happened, right? I don't. I don't know that this is what happened. I'm saying it makes sense in my brain. That Matt Rule would go, okay, if Tepper fires me, I got a $40 million buyout. So if I leave and I get a Nebraska job at 65 or a, or a Wisconsin job at $65 million, Candace made $25 million more than I would by sitting at home to go coach college football, which is where I'm comfortable. But if I leave this job and I got a $40 million buyout and Nebraska or Wisconsin or Auburn don't offer me $40 million. Cool. I got a $40 million check still coming my way, right? It it gives him a bit of a cushion to not be out on his rear end because the, the, the other option, if Tepper fires him one way or the other, he's getting the 40 mil, right? The only way he wouldn't get the 40 mil is if he quits. If he quits, the only reason he would quit is if he knew, if he was already hired by Nebraska, right? If he was Nick Saban, if he already knew that job is his, He's just got to show up inside the contract. It's already printed out and ready to go. That don't make sense, but it doesn't make sense for Matt Rule to quit. It does make sense for him to go to David Tepper and go, look, here's the deal. If you fire me and I get my $40 million buyout, you give me the opportunity to walk through the door sooner at Nebraska or Wisconsin. And if one of those two schools offers me six north of 60, hell, north of, north of $41 million, right? You're off the hook for the buyout. Tepper, you don't owe me a dollar. The Panthers keep $40 million in the pocket, and all you got to do is fire me right now so that I can start making those phone calls. Everybody, Rule wins. He's got a cushion and ability to walk into his new job. Tepper wins because if Rule takes a big-time job, he's off the hook for $40 million. And if he doesn't, you now get to move on and find the next guy for the Carolina Panthers job or at least start the process. Everybody wins if that is what happens. You know, I get everything you're saying, but Rob, have you ever felt like you were going to get fired? And, And you pretty much know, man, they are going to let me go. Do you go out of your way to go to 
to the PD's office or, or wherever you're working. Do you go out of your way to go to that office? No, you're avoiding the office. You're, uh, you're, you're not picking up your phone. You're doing everything you can to keep your job for as long as you possibly can. Unless you have another PD calling you saying, I got $100,000 for you to sign this week. And then hell yeah, right? Hell yeah. I just I, I believe that most coaches are competitive and to go and do the things that you're speculating that he could have done, that's saying, hey, I'm a quitter. Please fire me. Listen, and I just I can't this I, is I just can't of, fathom someone doing that. This is one of those cases where and again, I, I, I hope the big bosses at Odyssey aren't hearing this and judging me. If somebody called me tomorrow and said, Rob Brown, we got a contract for you to make a million dollars, we just need you to come over here. And I walked down to my boss and I'm like, look, dude, I need out, man. I need out, right? I got this opportunity here. I need out and I need to do whatever it takes. You might go, man, Rob's a quitter. Rob quit on this job. Yeah, but you know why this doesn't work? Because in this circumstance, it would the the equivalent would be our ratings have tanked. No one wants to advertise on the show. All those sort of things. And then you're going down there so, and asking So you're that. giving me the option of I can stay here, keep grinding away. Or I can go to another station and I can do the same thing but make four times the money. I might walk out of here to Lonzo hanging out the window going, Rob, you're a loser. You're a quitter and a loser. And I'm going to go, here's a $100 bill. We, we, I got we, call, we call that Monday here. That is correct. You're listening to the Views from Bit Street podcast, wherever major podcasts are found, on Spotify, on Stitcher, on iTunes, on Google Play. If you are a Carolina Panthers fan, you are obviously here because you have heard the breaking news. Matt Rule fired after an 11-27 overall record and a 1-4 start to the season. If you are a Carolina Panther fan and listening to us, do us a favor. Share this podcast around. Pop it up on your social. Pop it up wherever your Panthers fans are gathered so that we can continue to grow the Views from Mint Street community here. Uh, so, Matt Rule is out after going 1-4 and four to start the season. In his 38 games, he is 11-27. and 27. You want me to tell you what the biggest problem was for Matt Rule? There, there's two. There's two. Number one, Lonzo, he kept picking the wrong guy at quarterback, right? He just did. It was Teddy Bridgewater. That didn't work. Brought back Cam Newton. That didn't work. He brought in Sam Darnold. That didn't work. He brought in Maker, uh, Baker Mayfield. So far, that has not worked. Right. And, I, I, and it's not just that he's messed on those guys, but he passed on Justin Fields. He passed on Mac Jones. He passed on Kenny Pickett. It's not just the guys he's brought in that hasn't worked, but it's also the guys he didn't bring in, right? Are the Panthers a better team with Mac Jones at the helm? You're damn right they are. Are they a better team with Justin Fields at the helm? Probably. Are they a better team with Kenny Pickett at the helm? We don't know yet, but they can't be worse. You're talking about someone getting the blame and not being able to buy the groceries. They're as his Bill guys. Out. These were his even, decisions. Even if they are his guys – He's not exclusively making those decisions, is he? No. There are other people in that organization who are, who are giving him the okay. So there is a general manager that can say, no, you know, that's not a good idea, but they didn't do that. There, there is an owner that can say, no, you know what, that's not a good idea, but they didn't do that. I think he's getting the sole blame for all of this, and it might all be his fault, but I don't think it's all his fault. So, two things. Number one, David Tepper's not going to fire himself for allowing quarterbacks to come in and be bad. Yeah, but he can fire the general manager, and he just fired the coach. But here's the thing. From what we understand, or what I understand, 
Tepper did give Matt Rule the right to call his shot, right? And basically told Fitterer, whoever he wants, that's the guy, right? Let him get Baker coming in, Darnold coming in, Bridgewater coming in, Cam coming back. These were all Matt Rule decisions. And, and again, maybe we're wrong. But the understanding that I have and the, if you'll apologize, I apologize for the phrase, the dirt sheet reporting that we have on this is that Tep told Matt Rule, you pick your QB. You get your guy, and I'll make sure that Fitterer signs off on it, which means that Fitterer is not going to eat the blame like Matt Rule does. But there's a second part to this. It is not just whiffing on the quarterbacks that Matt Rule did bring in. It is not just passing on other quarterbacks who have gone other other places and had success. Again, Justin Fields, we don't know what that guy's going to be yet, but... It looks better than what Baker's been. Mac Jones has been just fine. Not great, but just fine in New England. Better than Baker's been. So there's been the misses. But here's the other addition to that. The Panthers are not only bad, Lonzo. They're bad and they're boring, right? Like that, of the of the cardinal sins an NFL, an NFL franchise can commit, there are two that basically are unforgivable. To be bad and boring at the same time because not only you know if your team's bad but every now and then they give you a spark they give you that big play uh, you, the, the hook of it. hope is in there but we don't even it. have that i cannot take it i cannot take it they're not as bad as you're making them out to they're be. one in four the, yeah yes so the record right, i know they could be oh and five i know and they could very well be uh Two and three, they they could very well be three and two. They could be all those things. They could the first two games, and we've talked about on this podcast about how close they were to winning. If you're a really really bad team, if you're as bad as you're making them out to be, they shouldn't have been competitive in any game that they've been in so far. I think it's real easy to be overly negative and not look at the positives. You can't be a bad team and have Christian McCaffrey on your team. You can't be. Yes, you can. No, They're no, doing no, no. it no, right now. No, 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 no. You're just you're just wrong i mean it's it's poor coaching yes it doesn't mean the team so you're making it sound like not only is the team boring but they have no talent on it no that's not what i said i said they're bad you can be bad and have talent i'm that all the time if you ask specific listeners all right so there i would say there are more talented players than there are not talented players on this team and the right coach could have them maybe, winning maybe a few true. more a few more plays. They're not boring. Is this team They're exciting? not bad. Is this team exciting? At, at is times. Is it exciting right now? At times. No. Yes. It's not exciting. At times. At times. Every time Chris McCaffrey touches the ball, it's exciting. No, no, no. It has the opportunity to be exciting. There's a difference. It's kinetic energy. It has the opportunity to turn into excitement. More often than not, it has. Yeah, he had 104 yards. Right. That's fantastic. Yeah, and then the last two games when the when the defense okay, got picked sixes, those were exciting, let's weren't they? Let's rephrase your statement. Or were they boring? Were they, were they boring? And, and when, the when games the pick are sixes. boring. Since week one and two, with the exception of the win over the Saints, who, by the way, struggled and needed Taysom Hill to put on a Superman cape to beat the dreadfully bad Seattle Seahawks. Uh, which, by the way, Geno Smith, my goodness. How much better do we look if Geno Smith... How much better do we look if Geno Smith is the quarterback of the Panthers right now? That's where we are. Wouldn't look any better. Yeah, Would not would. look any better. No, because Ben McAdoo is calling the plays. I, ben McAdoo's going to call the same plays he's been playing no matter who the quarterback is, and it's going to look bad. It's, ben McAdoo's bad play calling does not impact Baker Mayfield throwing it at guys' feet. 
Just, that's execution. They're, they're, I am 100% down to throw Ben McAdoo under the bus with you. I will drive the bus you're throwing Ben McAdoo under. No problem with that. But there is an execution problem as well. And when there's an execution it's, problem. It's a heavy bus. It's, <laughs> it's a really heavy bus. That's all I'm saying. When there is an execution Oops, problem. I have stalled. Oh, crap. Is that the reverse button? Uh, uh, what happened? I don't know how to drive this The reverse this thing. button, because that's how buses work. Uh, the electric ones might. I don't know. The Panthers, subjectively, for Alonzo's benefit here, subjectively, are a boring team. And I know that they are boring. Here's how I know they're boring. Look at the game yesterday. How many people showed up? Very few. The upper deck I, I was dis- empty. I disagree. A ton of people showed up. But they were for the they other were team. Like 49ers care. Yes, playing the Panthers is very exciting for the other team. That is correct. The Panthers are boring and they're bad. They've committed both. They have committed both NFL Cardinal sins, and you know that when the upper bowl at the bank is empty and the bottom bowl was more red than it was silver and blue. It just is what it is. And All right, this is the first time you've listened to this podcast. Obviously, you can tell. He's the analytical, supposedly realistic guy, and I'm the Homer guy, the fan guy, and I refuse to see it his way. That's fine, but I'm the one that sees it the way it is. It's is reality. You are Thanos with the reality stone trying to change it to what you want it to be as opposed to letting it be what it is, and what it is right now is a bad t- We are 1-27 and 27 when the opposing team scores at least 17 points. This is the National Football League. How many teams score more than 17 points in a game? It happens, I'm going to guess, most of the time. Or at least very, very close to the majority of the time. Uh, you can't do that. They're ju- they're they're boring. They're bad. Uh, you know, when Matt Rule showed up, when Matt Rule showed up, he sold us as, you know, I think this franchise is close. It's in the right direction. It wasn't. See, and you mentioned us because you were on board and I was on board when when he got hired. I think a lot of people yeah, were. Yeah, and we knew it would take a couple of years. And the other thing is, in the middle of all that, COVID happened. So uh, you don't know that you, you got to look at it or you should look at it and go, okay, this happened You know, the first time that we've ever had to deal with something like this in the modern world. So how is he dealing with this? Okay, we got to come a little bit of slack. Yeah, be good with that, except for all 32 teams had a COVID season, right? If it was just right. us, no, you're right. you'd be like, oh, that sucks. We got hammered by that, right? It's like a, it's like a Brady uh, roughing the passer call. Only one team really got hurt by that yesterday. The Atlanta Falcons, right? Yeah, I'm, we, sure, I'm sure Brady's really sore today. Too. <laughs> we can't use that as an right we can't come out and go oh we lost because brady got the rough in the past no, no no it impacted everybody all 32 teams had the covid season and a lot of them didn't miss a beat and there are some bad teams the new york giants that went through the same covid season that were also bad at the same time we were and now look at them right there's no reason that do you know why they jumped out ahead of us daniel jones danny dimes they hit on the right quarterback and don't get me wrong it's a freaking lottery, right? Who's to say that Matt Corral doesn't come in next year and blow the roof off the metaphorical roof uh, off say, the joint? I'll, I'll say that. He won't He won't do that. And that's fine, right? You are making the same gamble that Matt Rule has, but he's missed on all of them, and he has not been able to coach around that, right? He hasn't been able to ma- – now, the defenses look good this year. We've talked about this a hundred times. The defenses look good. 
but it is irrelevant when the other team has the ball 40 out of every 60 minutes, which is about what it's worked out to, right? You can't ask the defense to play two-thirds of the game and carry the team. We have not been able to coach around the personnel decisions that have been bad and the offensive coaching decisions that have been bad, and that's why we are where we are. By the way, I don't want anyone to think by any means that I'm defending Matt Rule and that I think that he should have continued to be the uh, the coach for the Carolina Panthers. My, I, I just, I, I think if you're going to do it, maybe you do it at the end of the season, unless they're doing what you said. And I don't think you help a guy out who's failing for you. I just don't think you do that. I, I think. Some of this comes from outside pressure, from maybe from fans, from media. Maybe he's just tired of hearing about it. And you know what you get? When you fire your coach, the media dies down. You know why? Because they know the next guy up is, is going to be interim, and they don't expect anything the rest of the year. So maybe he Tepper just wants some quiet. Um, I'll say the other aspect of this in that regard, and then we got to take another quick break. I think there is one more element of this, and I think it is the reason you fired him after after five weeks in a one and four start. You kind of set up a glorified uh, exhibition here for Steve Wilkes, right? Because Wilkes is very well liked around the league. Uh, even Arizona fans will tell you that despite finishing his head coaching season with the Cardinals at three and thirteen, remember he took over a Cardinals job when he replaced Bruce Arians. After the 2017 season, uh, even Cardinals fans will tell you, he took over a really bad team and he got the short end of a stick there uh, when everybody was on board. I'm not saying he's a good coach or a bad coach. I don't know. What I am saying is the Carolina Panthers now kind of have an interesting opportunity here because we are going to be at about 18 weeks we're going to start seeing the NFL coaching jobs that are going to open up, open up. And I don't think there's going to be as many of them this year as there are regularly. But Steve Wilkes is a guy who is going to get some discussion as a head coaching candidate. Well, guess what Steve Wilkes has now? Steve Wilkes takes over a one in four franchise that nobody has any expectations for at all. And he effectively is now going to get a 12-game tryout to see how he fits here. If Steve Wilkes comes in, and I'm not saying we're going to end up going, you know, nine wins the rest of the stretch. We're not. We're just not that good. But if Wilkes comes in and the locker room likes him and 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 he, he straightens out the offense and the defense keeps playing at a high level and things kind of start turning true north on the compass, right? Steve Wilkes has the inside run at a head coaching job as a guy whose name is going to come up as a head coaching candidate, if David Tepper and Scott Fitter and Steve Wilkes work well together, then when it's time to start signing head coaches, Tep can go, hey, man, your name's already on the office door. What do you say you just sign the contract to be our new head coach? And you've got a leg up on everybody else who is going to fire their head coach by the end of the year. All right, so the opposite of that is you bring him in and all the things that you say, and uh, he doesn't win a game. With this boring team, your words, not mine, yep. doesn't, doesn't win a, a game and it hurts him more than it helps him because a defensive guy is going to come in and change the offense. There's one key way to do that, and that guy's still there. Uh, you get rid of the guy who's – or you go, no, I think we should run the ball here. No, 
I think we should run the ball here. You know what? That's great, but I think we should run the ball here. If he does that, maybe he's got a shot. If he doesn't, if he leaves things the way they are and just takes over as head coach, he's going to hurt himself more than he helps himself. I mean, maybe, but it is a job tryout. Either way, right? Like, it is a job tryout. Because here's the thing. Nope. Scratch that. Very, very rarely does a head coaching candidate get hired to take over a good team. If your team's good, the head coach sticks around until he retires, right? You're not going to get a lot of Dennis Allen situation where a good head coach retires from a good team and you just get to step into the role of good coach. A head coach is more more often than not, like by a lot, going to step into the role of a bad team. Steve Wilkes went 3-13 and in his one-year head coaching with Arizona. And even Arizona fans will tell you he got screwed by the Cardinals because they put him in charge of a team that was good enough to go 3-13, and and then they went, oh, you're fired because you went 3-13 and after a single season and never gave, the guy, uh, never gave the guy a crack. There have been coaches around the league for, for years since then that have said Steve Wilkes deserves a chance. He deserves an actual chance to take over. Now, I'm not saying he's going to get to the end of the year. Hell, we might be 1-16 and 16 at the end of the year. Maybe. But if Wilkes gives us a little jolt of, injury, of, of, of energy, if he gives us a little jolt here, and we come out the other side with some juice, I'm not saying we win, but come out and we look like a team that's at least got some excitement to it. You have got the inside track to a guy that a lot of other teams are already looking at. That seems like a good move. Carrying on with the views from Mitch Street Podcast, ladies and gentlemen, available where major podcasts are found, Stitcher, Spotify, Google Play, Apple iTunes, and free on the Odyssey app. Plus, did you know, I knew this, because I did it in the company bathroom one day and everybody looked at me funny, you can tell your smart speaker, Alexa, play views from Mitch Street Podcast, and she'll do it for you. She will just start playing the latest episode. That's right, ladies and gentlemen, you can go into the bathroom at your work and treat all your coworkers to the seductive sounds of Lonzo while they do their business. They will thank you. They will say, everything is smoother now. I appreciate it. That's gross and funny, but mostly gross. Uh, yeah, so make sure you tell your smart speaker or grab it on the Odyssey app or pick us up wherever major podcasts are found and do us a favor. If you don't mind, spread it around on the old internet. We want to make sure that we are getting the latest in Carolina news and information out to those who want it. Uh, I looked before we started recording. I looked at the uh, subreddit, the Carolina Panthers subreddit. Uh, you know, I'm active in there. I kind of read and, and, and it's a great place to catch up on Panthers breaking news and uh, kind of get a, get, a, get, a, get a finger on the pulse of the Panther Nation fans out there uh the very first comment under the tweet from uh in Rappaport announcing that Matt Rule is out the very first comment Lonzo it, it, Lonzo it that's the second time I've called you Lonzo today it has been a crazy day it's Monday daggone it Lonzo daggone it Lonzo uh the very first comment is and I quote cool now do McAdoo very first comment exactly it has like three times the more upvotes than every other comment on that thread right now. Is cool. Now do McAdoo. Fantastic. You know, I hate uh, talking about wanting someone to lose their job, but he needs to lose his job. 
Talk about McAdoo? Yes, okay. he does. He does. Uh, because things aren't really going to change. They're not. Is he still One of the major problems that the Carolina Panthers have had has been play calling. The guy doing the play calling is still there. I, uh, is he going to go, oh, no, uh, boss just got fired. Maybe I'll do better. Maybe he will. Maybe, <laughs> maybe he will. Maybe that's the pressure he needed to actually open up his eyes and go, wait a minute, that left side of the field, that actually exists. I shouldn't like throw to the right every single time. Wait a minute, I've got three running backs that can run the football? Maybe I should let some other guys run the ball too. Maybe, maybe his eyes will be opened by the fact that his job's in jeopardy. I don't know. I am, uh, first off, you know, th- those of you who are listeners of the Rob Brown show here in Greenville, you know this already. Those of you that have only encountered Lonzo and I via the Views from Mystery podcast, y- you gonna learn today. Uh, I love the psychology of sports, right? I love the psychology of sports. I love kind of getting in and trying to learn how people think and why people think the way they think and the actions they take based on what they think. And I love the fact that, frankly, you can't always be right, right? Like, we can spend, that's what we're doing. We speculate on how people feel. I'm speculating that Matt Rule asked his way out. A lot of speculation that comes with it. But as far as what the future holds, I am kind of interested in what the interaction is going to be between interim head coach Steve Wilkes and offensive coordinator Ben McAdoo, right? Because Wilkes is, as we know, a defensive guy, but he is a defensive pass game coordinator, right? Like he orchestrates the passing defense, which by the way, uh, fun little stat to sprinkle in. Cause we're looking for all the optimism we can get here on a Monday morning. JC Horn has allowed zero yards receiving in half of his career game so far. That is, and this is a scientific term. Good. That's very, very good. You know, it's not good. He got hurt yesterday. Yeah, I know. That's not good. Uh, Steve Wilkes is a defensive guy, but Steve Wilkes is a defensive, is a, is a, is a pass defense guy. He knows how to orchestrate uh, a pass defense, which means that he knows what a good passing offense looks like, right? That's what he does. That's been his job. So my question here is, does a defensive interim head coach who specifically runs the pass defense – does he have the chutzpah to walk up to go to Big Ben McAdoo and go, hey, first off, nice haircut, dude. Second off. Have you ever seen Man versus Food? Yes. It's the same haircut. It's the same it's haircut. It's the same exact haircut. Uh, you know what else it's the same haircut as? Me in fifth grade. So, does he have the stones? And by the way, yeah, I know my hair is down my back, but it's not that haircut. No, no, it's not that haircut. Does he have the stones to walk up to Big Ben McAdoo and go, dude, I know this is how you did it when Matt was in charge. I'm sorry that you guys were buds or whatever, but this is what we do now. And make the changes to the offense that Lonzo once made. Does he get to where we are running the ball 25, 30 times a game? Does it get to the point that we are running it with more than just Christian McCaffrey and utilizing Dante, utilizing uh, Chuba, utilizing the other assets? Does it get to the point that we are running 
the right receivers in the route rights. Robbie started that game yesterday with that big catch down the right-hand side that Baker threw a great ball on. Right. Great ball on. There were were some moments in the first half yesterday that that were were nice. Yeah, Threw a great ball. And then, like, we never we never try to go back to that, right? We never try to go back to that, or at least not not in a way that looked like that's what we were trying to do. I, I wonder if you are going to get Wilkes walking up to Ben McAdoo and going, I know this is how Matt did it, but this is how we're going to do it moving forward and make some of those changes that all of us want to see made. If he does... Maybe we see a little. I, listen, I'm not asking for a wild card playoff seed here. I'm not. We're done. That's out. We're not making the playoffs at one and four. What I am asking for is, can you get me to the end of the year and make me excited? Get me excited about the future. I was not excited about the future yesterday. I don't know if I am today. In two weeks from now, can I be excited about the future? That's what I want. That's what I need. You know what could happen? There could be some sort of miracle and I don't know if it's a good move or not. Some sort of miracle where Sam Darnold's ankle just suddenly it starts. It's got movement in it. And my suddenly, God, that's Sam Darnold's music. It, it, and suddenly Sam Darnold, he's able to move a little bit. He's he's able to. I don't know, Coach. I think I can go. And then suddenly the 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 trainers go. You know what? I think he can go. I am I am very excited. Uh, no, for, we shouldn't be excited about the possibility of Sam oh, no, Darnold no, no, no. being the the savior. But you know. I am excited about the scene, the, the 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 cinema masterpiece that is playing in my head, which is Wilkes is sitting in his office right now, right? And he's got all his charts and his depth chart and his play chart ahead of him, and he's like, all right, more of this, less of this, this is working, that's not. And he looks up, and the, the, the room has gone dark, and there's this bright blue light with fog coming through it. And the door kicks open, and in walks holding a lantern, Sam Darnold. And he's like, I'm here. Right? And then, as he's standing there, the light changes from blue to red. And it starts with lasers twisting around. And the door closes just to be immediately kicked open. And in walks Baker with no boot on. And he's like, Coach, I'm ready. I'm ready, Coach. Baker Mayfield's back, baby. Let's go, coach. And now all of a sudden, both Sam and Bake are like, Yo, I'm 100% and I'm the starter, Steve. Give it to me, Steve. Let's go talk to Ben and tell him what it's going to be like, Steve. All of a sudden, both of those guys are 100% and I can't wait. Yeah, and in, the, ba- in the background, Matt Rule is still cleaning out his desk. <laughs> uh, guys, could you... Uh, like, could you wait till I'm out? Could you wait till I leave? Could you wait till my car's out of the parking lot, please? Oh, Do you mind? sorry, coach. I mean, whatever your title is now. Sorry, Matt. Matt. All right. So good, luck, anyway. good luck in the bowling league. Yeah, right, 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 right. All right, so Matt Lord, uh, Matt Lord, Matt Rule. I was going to say good Lord. Then I said Matt Lord. Matt Rule is out. Fired his head coach. Leaves with an 11 and 27 overall record. Steve Wilkes will step in. As the interim head coach of your Carolina Panthers, Ben McAdoo will remain in place as the offensive coordinator moving forward. Uh, We are on the road this weekend. We have to go take on the defending Super Bowl champions, the Los Angeles Rams. This is at their house. The good news, though, if there is any, 
is that the Rams got smoked by the Dallas Cowboys yesterday, 22 to 10, the final, and they looked um, very, very bad. Matt Stafford, 28 of 42, one touch, one pick, did go for 308 through the air, but they did not have a rusher who went up over 33 yards. Cam Akers did. Cooper Rush, by the way, 5 and 0 as a starter. How much better are we with the great, legendary Cooper Rush? Oh, anyway, that decision down the road is going to be yes, interesting. Yes, indeed. 10 of 16, 102 yards, no touches, no picks. Didn't matter. They won the game because they, Lonzo, are very good on defense. Sound familiar? It can be done. The Dallas Cowboys are what the Carolina Panthers are built to be, but we should be better with Christian McCaffrey, with Robbie Anderson, with DJ Moore, with Ann Thomas. We should be be We should be better than Dallas. Their defense is a little bit better than ours, but our offense should be dramatically better than theirs. They had 102 passing yards in an NFL game and won the game. We could be that if we get the right guy, Lonzo. Yeah, so can't wait till next year when the possibility of getting the right guy. Because, hey, you know. I am optimistic, optimistic that we have the right guy now. I am optimistic that Steve Wilkes might be the guy. Why? Because I don't have anything else. Because he's not Matt Rule. <laughs> yeah, there, there's that. Because That is the answer. All right, ladies and gentlemen, that's our Monday pod. Uh, half emergency, half regularly scheduled Monday pod. Next one comes up on Wednesday. All right, so so one thing real quick, and, and uh, we'll talk about this next week before or right before the next home game. Um, your voices were heard. The fire Matt Roll people, your voices were heard. I just want to put out there the fire McAdoo chants. They need to be there. They need to be there. Uh, you need to hashtag that thing and make it trend, and and maybe there's uh, sunlight on the horizon. And when Tampa comes to town in two weeks, if you see be a ju- ruggedly handsome man with long hair wearing a sandwich board that says hashtag Fire McAdoo out front of the stadium, tell Lonzo hello. That's going to do it for us. The next episode of the Views from Midstream podcast will drop on Wednesday, we obviously will continue evaluating and discussing the fallout from the firing of Matt Rule. We will obviously start turning our attention ahead to the LA Rams and what we expect to be different, on, if anything, under Steve Wilkes moving forward. We'll get you an updated injury report, etc., etc. That pod drops on Wednesday. So between now and then, make sure you are subscribed to the Views from Mitch Street podcast, no matter where you get your podcast from, whether it's iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Play, or free on the Odyssey app, or just ask your smart speaker to play the Views from Mitch Street podcast. Any final words for the people, Lonzo? Nah, I'm good. Thought so. That's up. Me too. We'll see you back here Wednesday. Keep pounding, baby!